And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen's New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian who just returned from Atlanta, where she was inducted into the Diet Coke Hall of Fame. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an Eagle Scout and the most popular movie describer at the Alzheimer's Convention. It's Alan Moss. And he's a professional comedian, amateur troll hunter. It's John Henson. Chef Jeff is here to make steamed mussels with hot rocks and a too small towel. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little sour cherry peeps. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Yes, I'm still with the carbs. Hello, John Henson. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jenna. Hey. Hey, Al. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. What did you think of Daniel's intro? Listen, you passive-aggressive motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there was was some- that also when I was at Crate and Barrel? <laughs> I don't remember when that was from, but I think it, was, I think it predates Crate and Barrel, but uh-huh. maybe not. There was, there was, I could definitely feel some disappointment when I uh, stumbled over a couple of those words. Well, the table. I mean, I could, I wasn't looking at you, but I could just sense it. it. Just sense it. it. You were almost like, stop and do it over. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> you know me so well. I knew it. it wasn't disappointment. It was weighing whether we should do it over again and whether Listen, I should ha- tell you that I think you should I'm do it over again. I'm all about leaving the mistakes in. Let's just go. You, they want to hear what's s- and all. Yeah, it's textured. It's yeah. authentic. It's human, honey. <laughs> You're right. Because if there's something everyone hates, it's a too perfect intro. <laughs> it's wabi-sabi, it leaving the imperfections. Right. You need me for this, honey. They, they say that I humanize you. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. You know? you know what? I don't want the intro version of... Hillary Duff's veneers. <laughs> exactly. Haley Duff. Oh, yeah. Hillary. You know, Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Duffs. Right. Right. And all of the Duffs. Most, maybe. Most of the Duffs. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent of the Duffs. I feel bad actually that I singled them out. In They're general, a lot of and, most. Yeah. Oftentimes, when people get veneers, I think, ah, oh, I liked your teeth before. Yeah, they get that look of like, I'm going to eat your face now. Well, that's <laughs> they're because perfect. they're, t- yeah, it's like you got to shave them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they're, right. ju- and they're, Drink they're just Coke, like one, you know? one one sixteenth too big. Yes. Right. Like it's, fuck them up, sort of like Daniel's intro. They, <laughs> it's like a new pair of sneakers. You got to go scuff them up. Yeah. I think when you're at the veneer <laughs> store, it's easy to get carried away and you just want like the, <laughs> the bigger, perfection. better. If I yeah. can get the bigger veneers, right. but you know, you got to. Right. Dial it Tone down a couple. That's yeah. like the the amount of women that get responsible sized breast implants yeah. are in the single digits. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, you wouldn't so. even Definitely. know. Your right. eyes are bigger than your chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, I believe you skipped over a word when it came to John Henson, and I was like, "Is this? Should we? What should we do about this?" And then at the end, when you finish the intro, normally when you look to me and I give you a thumbs up, I gave you like a really pained expression. And then I felt bad about it. I didn't mean to because I knew that you were going to internalize it. You didn't even have to give me the the expression. I knew. That's how, how much I can sense your disappointment. But it's not disappointment. I feel really badly for both of you right now. <laughs> this is a really painful conversation is, to witness. Who do, who do you feel every, worse for? Well, just everybody has their pound of flesh in this. I mean, obviously, the one, Daniel has some misgivings about mm-hmm. the hitch between amateur and troll hunter. Yeah. And then you fessing up and really being honest about the look you gave him and how yeah. guilty you feel about but that. But see, you heard it too. 
<laughs> you, well, you even knew the two words it was sandwiched in between. I See, did, Daniel? but but uh, but I would never have. I I I heard it, but I would never have thought to go back because. I am a newcomer to this podcast, and I don't know where the bar has been set. Also, you're a professional, and you've got a very finely trained ear. Most people don't care. Plus, I'm high on glue. That yeah. makes me a little... The person to feel no, sorry for... I don't think for, anyone cares. The person to feel sorry for in all of this is Elliot, of course. Because <laughs> he's going to oh, be raised in this dynamic. <laughs> By the way, your mom is adorable. Oh, yeah. My mom's here. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, you won't hear her, but she's taking care of the, the little guy. Yeah. The As I say, the cavalry has arrived, and Allison had to look up cavalry. So, for the third time when he said it, like, oh, the, well, because he said, when does my mom come in again? And I said, Tuesday morning. And then he's like, oh, the cavalry's coming. And then... Uh, what did you think I was... And then I he meant, texted though. me and said, is my mom here? And I said, yes. He said, the cavalry's arrived. And I'm like, I'm just going to look it up because I know in con- I know what it means. Like, oh, the help is here. But, but I don't- did you spell it cavalry? <laughs> right? No. Should I have... Yeah. I don't it's- think I did. I think I, think I just did C-A-V-A-L-R-Y. Uh, yeah. Easy mistake, <laughs> anyway. I would say. But yeah, cal- Calvary. Right? Yeah. Cavalry. Cavalry. Cal- Cavalry. 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 Well, now it Let makes sense. Let me say sense. it some more. <laughs> Calvary or Cavalry? Is it like Cavalry. Colonel? Colonel? Oh. Cavalry. Cavalry. Oh, I don't know. Now I'm confused. These are different but isn't words, Calvary apparently. a thing too? Calvary, I think, is would be like a Christian reference, right? Calvary Church. Oh. Yeah, so Calvary like Jesus Chapel. Christ. And okay. okay. Right. Yeah. I got him confused. Yep. 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 Cavalry. That was the joke when I made up. The Calvins have arrived. Right. Usually when they say the cavalry's coming, they're not referring to a bunch yeah. of the people from the church yeah, riding in on horses, right. yeah. kicking ass. Jeff right. did make this joke before, and I just assumed it was the same word. Anyway. <laughs> Now I know. <laughs> it is people riding horses. You are correct, John Henson. You knew. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Daniel's mom is here. And it is so great when she got here um, like early afternoon, late, late morning, early afternoon. And she's like, I will take care of that baby. And then totally watches him and feeds him and does and changes his diaper and everything. Um, it's almost like you were rescued by something that came swooped in, right? And, you know, I, if the, only there was an analogy for that, <laughs> like the uh, the the Calvinist. Calvary the Chapel cal- yeah. was it's coming here. in yeah. with a fresh yeah. baked goods. They do that, and a and a Bible. The right. Calgary is here. The Calgary. I don't even know how they got here. I think here we start the entire podcast start at this point. <laughs> Honestly, I think, I, I think it's because he woofed that word, right? <laughs> the one in between amateur comic and troll hunter. You're never going to let me live that down, are you? Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Listen, I'm just trying to get to the show. The people don't want the intro, they want the funny. They want the See, carb. Daniel. They just want, <laughs> they want the carb. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for the carb. Yeah. They want. The show to be over as quick as possible. No. <laughs> so I'm trying to. That's rush what it. you want. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So she takes care of him, and then I go and like do whatever on the computer and get work done, but then also kind of fuck around. And I was thinking because I was so happy, like, oh yay, I finally get to get stuff done. And then thinking this is actually sort of what it feel felt like. I, I feel like I'm experiencing my life a little bit before he was here. Why am I happy about that, though? And then I felt very guilty and confused. 
Again, I just think it's the circle of parenthood, what you're experiencing. Because I do that yeah. where I go like, I'm going on an, a, like a weekend to do shows and I'm going to be by myself and I'm so excited. But then I feel really bad about feeling excited. But then I am, there's that feeling of like, oh, I've been away and I feel bad that I had a great time. But then right. I'm always really excited to come home and see Sam. Yeah. So then yeah. that is, then I go, well, okay, periodically I would, yeah, come out and, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. hold him or right. if he was crying, kind of, I didn't want to do, you'd look at him and give him like the, the finger guns, like, <laughs> what's up kid? <laughs> and then go back in. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I, I fed him a bit and I did, I did hang out with him and I was so, totally happy to see him, but, but conflicted over my feeling like, yes, yeah. this is what it was like before he was here. Like, I what totally the fuck know. is that? Like every, what, uh, yeah, every day when I go to work, it's like, I think, oh, when I'm on the track, I, I could just keep driving. When you have children, yeah. Monday morning is the new Friday night. You're <laughs> yeah. literally just really holding Thank on. Thank God it's Sunday. Until <laughs> there's somebody yes. yeah. to take your child away and you have a bunch of shit to do. Yeah, usually on Monday mornings it's like he's fussing and I'm like, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Right. Slam the door. <laughs> Out. It's not Don't un- you love it's not hearing untrue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Okay, now here it comes. You, John Henson... Was it uh, with you where we talked about how apparently it's an indicator of someone is crazy if they use someone's first and last name? It was, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's still true. Um, you pointed out that you wouldn't want to, or you felt sorry for both of us in this conversation. Get ready to feel more sorry. Um, I am hesitant when Daniel comes in through the door. At, and the, we had talked, Jenna, we talked about this before Elliot was even here um, a little bit. I felt like I'm going to be home with him all day. And then as soon as Daniel gets home, I'm going to want to be like, here's a kid, but I'm going to feel bad because he's been at work all day. And for the most part, we try to divide what what we can, the Elliot chores um, in terms of like the, you know, getting up at night and all that. And I feel bad because you are at work all day. But I do feel like it's a little, it's probably less stressful to be at work all day. Less stressful to be at work? Who's doing more work? This is a dangerous conversation. I know. I feel super uncomfortable. I I wish I hadn't brought it up. (laughs) No, it is. But it's a very real thing. I mean, I think the biggest challenge in parenting, and from my experience, is scorekeeping, right? I mean, that's <laughs> like that's, so it all it. comes down to that. And mm. and you're, you know, when he comes through the door, that is in effect an emotional finish line for you. Like the yeah. cavalry has arrived, yeah. if you would. Mm. Like so uh, so you're sort of waiting for that. I get a little relief now, and it's hard to move that finish line and be like, hey, he came home, and now just another 45 to 65 minutes for him to unwind, <laughs> right. and then yeah. I can relax. You yeah, know? but the, tru- the, the truth is that um, often, most days, like, being real here, most days when I come home, I'm happy to take him, because yes. I miss him. Yes. So right. it's like, true. I would agree with that. So it's, and he's not that... It's stressful when he's really fussy and mm-hmm. it's hard to calm him down. So that's the stressful part of dealing with him all day. But but if you're not dealing with him all day, it's not really it's not really that hard. It's not as much that it's. I'm not. Like, I'm not that's trying to my dimin- point. I'm not trying to diminish your your stress and your struggle here. But I mean, come on. 
it's not really. Right. But it's not. It's not like it's not like work <laughs> is stress free. It's I'm just not, now, not like it's going to now work. It's you a know? different stress. Jesus like Christ. you are. You know what I mean? When yeah. you begin a new task, you sort of reset your. That's right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. If I were at work all day, you want to switch. Like a Freaky Friday thing. But <laughs> would, I be going, my work. would I be going to your job? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, that'd be weird. I don't know how to use Excel, but I'm ready to go. I think that's what it is. Motherhood is new for me. So it's 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 stressful mm-hmm. and more intense yeah. than if I had a day at whatever the version of the Fatherhood would be for it, me. It, we haven't had this conversation. Fatherhood's not new to me. <laughs> <laughs> so a weird way to learn. <laughs> we can talk later. Yeah. By the way... I also immediately re- regretted bringing that up, so I just want to apologize for everyone's discomfort. It seemed like lighter and a fun topic in my head, and then as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to be honest. I thought the intro was weirder than that. <laughs> I really did, because it got just it just it got very fucking real right there. With the, you know, I could tell yeah. he felt badly, and then you were copping to the fact that, like, yes, yeah. I judged you harshly for it. Welcome. Welcome to our house. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good you know how on terrestrial radio they have to like reset and tell you the, the call letters every you know 10 minutes here yeah. every 10 minutes it's um an apology <laughs> <laughs> you know um i think part of my guilt over feeling like oh good i'm happy to not take him right now uh and then feeling like but that's super shitty especially if you were to honey i'm always happy to take care of you i was lying before covered my ass now i think it's that i still resent a conversation that i've heard my dad have about i believe it was when my mom was in the hospital having my sister and he and my brothers were taking care of me and he talks about just how overwhelming it was and how they all had to take turns and each one like couldn't wait to stop taking care of me (laughs) how old were you uh three three years nine months and you remember that no 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 okay it's happened he's talked about it since Okay, okay yeah and I think I feel like you should, you know what it is? It's that I have completely unrealistic expectations for what a parent should be like. And I, because probably part of me still identifies with the child side of the whole equation. And I feel like you should want to be with your kid 100% of the time. I which don't is, think there's very many parents that would feel that 100% of the time. And yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think you... You want your child 100% of the time, but you don't yes. always want to change a poopy diaper. You don't right. always want to hang out with a screaming kid. You don't yeah. always want to... I mean, I feel like it's a different Yeah, You always want process. the upside of parenting, right? Yeah. right? Like That's something always, that doesn't get tired. Right, so, and but, you... Yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say if Elliot were listening to this, and, and I would say, yes, I always want to be taken care of a good boy. <laughs> but you're not always a good boy, and that's not my right. fault. Sometimes you don't earn your father's love, and yeah, that's something like, he'll so have to live with. Yeah, when you're crying oh and God. carrying on, it's like, right. listen, that's your right, choice. Exactly. Love, uh, love from daddy is conditional. Yeah. It's time for some personal responsibility. You right. got Yeah, you got to earn it. <laughs> exactly. And oh, man. In the wild, he would already be forced to make his own kill. Seriously. Yeah. Well, if he even made it this long in the wild. Without you eating. Yeah, so you're welcome. <laughs> Right, I think it's normal. Thank it's you. Normal. I think your feelings are very normal, and I think I felt all of those very much so. And even still, I have moments like, oh, remember before babies, and we just like did whatever we wanted, <laughs> and like took days off and just chilled and watched TV all day or went out all day. You know, it's like so. I still have those moments, but then I go, ah, eh, but 
I wouldn't trade it. You know, it's like yeah. just having, it's okay to have those moments. I think that's like normal and human Absolutely. And, and healthy. A I just bit. had a fantastic vacation with my kids. And the best part of that vacation was when we weren't around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really was like, you know, yeah. they were often doing something. And I was like, you know, I said, I think I'm, I might have even <laughs> mentioned this on the, I can't remember if I said this, but I, I asked my wife, we like to look forward to like vacations and talk about it. It's like vacation foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I said, what are you most looking forward to? And she said, losing track of time. And I was like, I literally like, it was like, I went, oh, God, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So good. Because as a parent, you're just always oh, so yeah. conscious of the time yes. and how long you have to do something and when you have to be someplace else. And just that idea of like being so relaxed that you're like, what time is it? Like That's that I'm so removed awesome. from that. Yeah. Yeah. It, also, I think there's this idea that if you really love someone then you have no negative feelings ever but I, I think that that idea comes from the part of me that is still identifying as a child like a very immature part yes. of me that feels like it's black and white it's conditional i mean yeah, it, but it I should think be unconditional and it's not even aware that when my dad talks about that stuff taking care of me it's like yeah because there's tasks involved in taking care of a child i think I, I didn't even think about all that goes into being taken care yes, of. Yes, but I don't think that it's um, uncommon for people to feel guilt over having some resentment, perhaps, for their child. Like, maybe there's all sorts of ways that a parent could resent their kid, and then they feel bad about that, but we're human. And that part of, if you try to repress, you know, if you try to repress those human reactions, it just becomes destructive you got to just realize you know that you can contain contradictions you can love someone and that love isn't affected by the fact that you are pissed Corrected off at their them. intro <laughs> I, well, listen, I would, I mean, like let's not let's got, get carried away i would honestly say that like a hundred percent of this is wrapped up in the fact that you are still very very Tired. new to yes. parenting yes. and so you don't have a baseline of confidence that you feel like that you have you are confident in your skills as a mother you're secure you 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 know you have a certain threshold of uh, confidence that you can rely on so yeah. you're not sure where you can trust yourself as being valid right. as a parent and not have to worry whether or not what you're feeling is normal right right thank you i mean that's just a wild guess what <laughs> i feel like that's exactly right so almost everyone at this table traveled recently mm -hmm. and i would like to hear how everyone's trips were where do you want to start? You looked right at me. Yeah. I've been okay. I think you well, have to start. You did go to the Coca Cola World of Coca Cola. Coca -Cola yes. Wow! Yeah, I met the polar bear. You guys, <laughs> um, Sam was obsessed. She really was. We actually prepared fully for her to have like a scary freak out meltdown because she usually hates everything new like that. <laughs> and so we like had all her binkies with her. We were like, okay. If she screams, it'll be a funny picture anyway, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. we got up there and she was like, 
goo goo gaga over him and like trying to touch him and like hold him, him and like, like cut, laid on this six and a half foot you know wow. was trying to yeah. give him all of her binkies as like an offering of like yeah. i love don't you. go to the zoo for a while <laughs> seriously oh yeah. she was it was yeah. crazy don't go to a zoo in indonesia <laughs> right yeah people jump into the fucking lion pits all the time over there well yes, it's, they do. she's so right. irrational so it's like she's totally into this six and a half foot stranger bear but the new faucet on the tub in the house we're oh staying in, she cannot take a bath without screaming her head off and staring <laughs> at the faucet. She hated the bathtub faucet more than anything she's ever wow. seen like in Like just life. screaming the entire time, staring like at the it, faucet. You know, this was like, if this was a movie, we would cut to that bathtub faucet and it <laughs> yeah. would be like a skull, you know, with <laughs> yeah, like one eyeball hanging out. It'd be something terrifying. Like, I don't know why she doesn't like it. What's the problem with this kid? like yeah. spiders coming out of yeah. it. Yeah. just makes no sense. So she's completely, completely yeah. Rational. But it was, we went to Atlanta, which I had never been to before, and I've never really been to the South, so we wanted to go somewhere. We chose Atlanta. And it was, we rented a little condo, so we had like a kind of a home base, which was really nice. Cool. Um, and we just explored. I ate grits for the first time, which and, I had never uh, had. How were they? I liked them. Yeah. These were called dreamy, creamy grits. <laughs> Yeah. On the menu, Throw a little they butter were and salt on there. Dreamy, mm-hmm. they were They're really good. good. Yeah, so, good. yeah, we did that. We went to the world of Coca Cola. We walked around all downtown. It was beautiful, and the weather. We were there for. It was short. We were. It was a really short trip. This is but a good it was, time of year to go to the. South. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, hot it's not yet. Too humid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got about forty minutes yeah. until it becomes one hundred and forty-five percent. I know, I know, yeah. I know. So yeah, we enjoyed it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Everyone yeah. was so friendly. We were, we were trying to take advantage. Sam's still a lap child, so you can fly mm. for I know, free with her. Exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. When does that end? Two, Two. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and that shit like, gets expensive. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about all of a sudden now you're buying four tickets to go yeah. someplace, that hurts. I know. It does. I know. And so we're just trying to like ride it through, exactly. which is perfect because we got they they're nice. East American Airlines was very nice to families this time around, <laughs> and they like moved us so we had a whole bench to ourselves, like a whole three. Oh, yeah, there was. Nice. Yeah, so, so we ended like up we had a third seat. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, nice. we ended up getting some bonus. Yeah. It and made the like, trip so easy. And Sam's yes. a great traveler. So uh, I loved Atlanta. I was like, I was surprised how much I loved it. Yeah. And they were nice to you guys just because you were a family, not because, Al, do you have status with them or anything? I think we no, lost I don't have the status, status yeah, now. I'm, I'm a nobody to all airlines They now. were just really nice. I'm sure they're all, yeah. every airline's like, we're the no. nicest <laughs> airline well, in the yeah. sky. Yeah. Well, yeah, as just, a like, result. You just yeah. game in the system. You just, if you show up, if you don't show up and act like you deserve to be boarded first, if you just go up and say, hey, do you guys have family boarding? They'll, you know, we don't, but I could probably squeeze you in pri- like, uh, whatever, pre-boarding. You go, oh, Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You know, we just, I don't fly very often. Thank you so much. This is really helpful. He's a real kiss up. Right? And then they go like, <laughs> well, of course, I would love just to help someone like you. And you go, yeah, thanks. Oh, I really appreciate that. Right. And like each time we got on early and like the flight attendants were nice. Mm-hmm. You just try to, mm-hmm. if you're nice, they're nice. It's the weirdest thing. I really like it. <laughs> We've, we have to have talked about, about this, but I, I think the single greatest problem facing society right now is people who crowd the entrance <gasps> to the jetway. I can't. Yes. We haven't talked about that. We, I don't I, think I mean, we have. That is, I literally, they, that there has, corporal punishment is not <laughs> enough for people that literally are sitting in row 40, but walk up and st- and they feel like if they stand 18 inches from the opening to those little yeah. 
things that that is somehow yeah. acceptable. Do they know that we all arrive at the same time? <laughs> it yeah. just is their plane. Their plane is going to take off earlier than yeah. everybody else on the. Plane. I had I had some words. Had some words. I have to say that coming home, I there was a new thing that I saw at the gate where they actually have little mini lines for each boarding group. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. It's like, why didn't this exist before? So it's boarding group three, American? four, five. This was United. Uh, United. Actually. United's oh, United big that. into yeah. the lines. Yeah. United was very big of like, like when, at least when I traveled a whole bunch, there was two lines, like the priority line and then like everybody else. And if you were everybody else, when everybody else was boarding and you walked into the priority aisle, They'd even though up. it's like one foot away, they're like, no, 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 you have to go around. Right. Please, and you're like, and then four security what? guards came. What is the problem? Physically removed. They broke Please your nose. They the took out carpet. two of your teeth. I, I, I think it's weird in the non-priority line how they dump garbage on the <laughs> line and like and release flies and roaches. Like why, that seems overkill. All right, here's an issue for debate. Which is worse? That's bad. The people that crowd the jetway. Which again, you're you're rushing to get in line to stand in line in the jetway. You're just. But, I mean, it, yeah, you're you. We're like and you said, we're all taking off. At yeah, the same and you have an assigned it's just seat. A question so, of I just want to sit down. Is that it the badly. overhead space? It's the, yes, right. I think most of it is the overhead space these days. I think, I think but pe- I still hate it. People mm. are just losing their minds at the airport from beginning to end. Yeah, they're just too. everybody's desperate <laughs> right. and anxious, and they just they gotta be they they thing with the and so people just start pushing, and it's like you're, yeah. you gotta. But, see, but where are you going with this? You got something worse, don't you? No, yeah, I, you do. I'm opening for debate. What's worse, that person? Or when you're exiting the plane and the person in this row behind you Has gets out get and to, tries to yeah. creep up and absolutely yeah. destroy yeah. that person. Oh. No. That person's absolutely worse. Not. Right. So yes. which which is worse? The person that crowds the jetway or that, that the line the man make it the a three-way I think they're the decision. same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Man, yeah, make yeah, it a three-way are. decision. Because which I, is the worst offense? I have seen the people who get on the plane and put their stuff in the overhead bin. In like over aisle four, right in the front, and then walk to aisle twenty, or like you know yeah. what I mean. To, Why do they to do tw- that? Row twenty eight, and you're like, what are no you space, doing? Maybe. No, no, that. I'm talking about like first right. on the plane, yeah, to and ensure. they're just like yeah. this way. I don't have to carry, have to carry it back, it. and oh. then I'll get it closer to the front. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, you put your shit above where you sit. They really that is a cardinal rule. They yes. should have it so that it's like this space is only for these seats because there's nothing more annoying than getting to your seat and finding other people's yeah, shit in your right. overhead. Yes. Um, like, oh, it, look, someone brought a hat box. <laughs> oh, I know. Really? I'll just crush I, the shit out of someone's coat or whatever if that's the case. Like, if I go, is this yours? And no, every, everyone around me says no, it's crushed. What's, I what, what I found the most annoying is. If if let's say you're seating in, in in aisle ten, you go to aisle fifteen and put your bag, and then you go up forward in the plane, and then as soon as the plane lands, they're asking people, "Hey, can you get my bag? I've got to get my bag because I get off before you." And you're like, "No, you had your bag. If you're Just not wait, if you're not on the amazing race, then I don't give a shit." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, I need uh, to know from John. You said that you had words with one of these people. I did. I had words with somebody what on the were way the words? back. Yeah, there was. Um, Again, like we were uh, trying to get, you know, you're talking about a lot of carry-on. It's me, my wife, a six-year-old, an almost four-year-old. The kids I've got you don't the, want. I've got the stroller. Were these just people that were hanging I've out I've got with the you? stroller yeah. and the gate check bag. So I'm like, I'm Sherpa now. Like I got a lot <laughs> of shit lot. going on. And um, we're waiting in line. And then there's just that moment where the 
the line moves ahead, but the person in front of me who's right at the mouth doesn't move. Uh-huh. And I just go, excuse me, are you in line? And, uh, 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 or I said, excuse me, are you boarding? And she held up her uh, pass and she goes, I'm group eight. They're boarding group <laughs> seven right now. And I went, excuse me then. And she goes, why, what, what group are you? And I literally wanted to tear her heart out. Like, I, what fucking difference does it make? I don't need to show you my boarding pass. And I just looked at her and I go, I'm group four. We're boarding now. And she had literally tried to, like, keep me from getting around her. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I got up and we're checking in. And you know how sometimes there's two flight attendants taking tickets mm-hmm. on either? So... My wife and I are kind of like talking smack about this woman who yeah. we had just been six feet from. <laughs> and uh, and she Uh-oh. ended up walking up next to me, standing closer than you and I are, as I was saying, uh, yeah, like she literally tried to get in my way and block me. <laughs> From and right, like this is the Daytona 500. Either I'm going to block you, or if I get close enough, I'm going to draft you and pull like, around well, it you. Was, like, I, just what, that like, sense of entitlement. Wait, like, yeah. wait a minute. If you want to go in front of me, I want to see verification that you belong in front of me because otherwise I'm being wronged. Yeah, well, who's taking it too personal? Her? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, what a message it would send if you could just rip her heart out right there and show it to everyone else. <laughs> Well, sometimes you got to take a hard foul. Yeah. You know what I mean, and just let them know it's gonna. Yeah. It's, this isn't going to be a casual rec center game. We got to got to bring your A game today. Yeah. Well, right. so then what happened when she was right next to you? Well, then we had to get on a fucking bus and go oh, like a fi- and she was right there. And I had that like I was in a mood where and it's yeah. it's very hard to get me to this place where I'm that confrontational. But I was like. I and I hope you say something. Like right. I really do. Right. Uh but she did she didn't she knew she knew better than that. I, but there was a moment where we locked eyes right after I had said she just tried to block my path and she looked at me and I was kind of like waiting. Yeah. Because uh, you know, when you got somebody dead to rights, you're like, "Okay, what go ahead, do, raise the stakes, do. lady, cuz I'll rip your fucking heart out right here." And this was on your way back from vacation? <laughs> Yeah. Well, dude, going through an airport in Mexico is like, you know, it's a little, it's not, this isn't like you're not going through Dallas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it shits a little wild westy down there. (laughs) It's like a slingshot. You never know. It's like, cause you're just sometimes, sometimes it's a, you know, a broad and a fucking neon tank top with corn road hair and third degree sunburn. And you're just like, all right, sister. You got your Cabo Abo hangover. You know what I mean? You, I judge you. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. At LAX on our way to Atlanta, it was a little congested in the security line. And this was perhaps one of my favorite moments of the trip. I packed all of Sam's toys oh, and food in like uh. this backpack that I got. It's like donut backpack. Oh, I saw your Instagram it's a cute with it. Backpack. Yeah. Right? So I have the diaper bag and this backpack with all the toys and the food and you have to take all the packets out because, you know, you, they have to search and all this stuff. So we were waiting forever because they had to go through all of our bags and with for all the baby stuff. But there were so many people waiting to have their stuff searched that Sam and I were just kind of in the background because I have a stroller. It's too crowded. So we're just kind of standing in the back so that we're not in the way. And Al has to go up to the um, TSA agent and he's holding this donut backpack and he's looking at Al and he looks at the donut backpack and then he pulls out all this baby food and he goes, 
do you even have a baby with you? <laughs> I'm like, he said that? No, it's for me. If I'm, you a, had I'm straight up, puree right now. If you had opened up your mouth and gone, wah, <laughs> wah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, we're over here. Uh, I like, shouted. What is your problem? You should have said. It's either security risk or it isn't. Let's right. go. I'm a diaper baby. <laughs> or you should have just said, that's not just for babies, you know? Well, and then he, then he like walks around and he goes, well, I have to pat one of you down. Yeah. And so and I, I pull went, up in the stroller because oh. I'm like, I got to prove I have a baby here. And, and so I said, if we're going to go down this route, you're going to pat me down. He patted Al and, down. Uh, I couldn't look out in the eye after that pat down. Afterwards, I just said, I wish you would have bought me dinner first. <laughs> it, I mean, it was aggressive. Wait, really? I, I missed, it was aggressive. Just I say, missed, you missed a spot. <laughs> <laughs> go back. Um, I missed. Why was this happening? Uh, for some so reason, he, he said, said, "Well, because it's a liquid, it's like it's like a right. pureed vegetable or fruit or whatever. Right. They have to give it extra scrutiny, and I then see. because you bring this in, they say we now have to give you extra security scrutiny. Is this the thing yeah. like, where they swipe your hand? Well, they your usually hands. do that because they'll usually do that with me because I'll usually hold Sam. But then yeah, for some right. reason, he said one of us had to have a pat down, That's which true. was had never happened before. They don't know if your baby's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Well, really. we so don't this, know either. So if you're, really, anyone traveling with a liquid or baby stuff, or both. pretty much." It's honestly, it's just LAX. No other airport has been. It was the most intense at LAX Um, this time ever. Did you guys see the video of the fucking TSA guy Mm. patting down a little boy? Yeah. Yeah. Two minutes. For two minutes. Up in his crotch. Like that was. It was weird. No way I could have been silent through that if that were my case. You're just missing the point of like, guys, this is not what we're trying to do. He's like, he starts to walk away and then he goes back and does it. It's like, what? Are you <laughs> doing well? The, the only thing I was happy of is, is I know that this guy was just as miserable as I was. <laughs> you know? both, He's just going, yeah. man. I gotta pat you down. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I gotta have you pat me down. I'm make right. you touch my junk. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, man. I should have right. showered. I'm sorry. I yeah. just I'm stood not. there with Sam watching. I'm like, Sam, don't look yeah. at this. Well, yeah. Well, don't. Look and he goes like, Sam. would you like to go into a private room? And I'm like, no. Let's just do this, man. Let's just <laughs> yeah. do this. Did he do this? Because I've had pat downs before. The thing where they're like. Going to touch your front now, touching this you. This one is Did he like, announce everything? He, he like walked me through it and said, here's what we're going to do. And then he's like, but this was like the more aggressive pat down. This was like, you have to change your stance. And he goes way up in there. Oh, I wow. Mean, it's like, did you, at the end of it, it did was, you look at him and go, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, that's my dad just beat into my head as a kid of like, do not mess with the TSA. Like, just don't because... Bad stuff happens quickly when you get because right. we were always like traveling as a family, and he just didn't want any smart aleck kid right. causing problems. And so I just yeah. never mess right. with the TSA. Don't but. be the kid that jokes about your fucking bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. One time I was flying out of Burbank, and I got there really early, and I thought I don't want to go through the big radiation machine, whatever. And I thought I'm going to do the opt out. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I said, and I was there early, tons of time, and I said, oh, I'd like to opt out. I don't want to walk through the big scanner thing. And the guy goes, okay. And then he calls over for the security guard to come pat me down. And while we're waiting, he has me standing next to the x-ray machine. (laughs) So I'm getting extra radiation there. And the guy stops and he looks and he kind of drums his fingers and he looks at me and he goes, you got cancer? I was like, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Like... Does this? Wow. Are you admitting that this gives me cancer, or you're not supposed to go through this? Is he mocking right. you? What? Why was he saying that? No, he was serious. Right. I think he was wondering why he didn't yeah. want to go oh, through. Why you didn't? Yeah. Right, but no, but you're right. That's sort of like if it's bad for someone with cancer to go through. Yeah. Why is it not it bad for everyone for to anybody. go through? And so he did the pat down, and it was, it was like I found it oddly relaxing. 
Yeah. I felt like I was Lord <laughs> Grantham and this was Mr. Bates and he was whisking me off before dinner with the family. I was standing there with my arms out and he's kind of patting me down and going through my collar. And Were you it. creeped and out like, by the fact that he was the TSA agent with the, with the sleeves cut off and the, <laughs> yeah. the, sure, crease, no, the creased up biceps? Right. With, a, with a bandana in his left yeah. pocket <laughs> to signify that he's submissive. He started playing the Enya. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You know what a good yeah. thing to do to pass the time on an airplane is? Tell Listen me. to an audiobook. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. is supported in part by Audible. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible content is downloaded and played back on your smartphone, portable device, or your PC. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Listeners might enjoy I Know What I'm Doing and Other Lies I Tell Myself, Dispatches from a Life Under Construction, and that is by Jen Kirkman, friend of the show. I recommend that book. Audible is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash BFF, browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free title, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash BFF, that's audible.com slash BFF, and get started today. Yes, I did mess up the <laughs> word. <laughs> You're going to cut it out, though. Yes. Occasionally, pre- preserve I will. Preserve the illusion that you're so good. Occasionally, <laughs> I will pull a Daniel okay. and mess up a word, mm. and folks Jeff will help me. If you only knew. We only do it on ads, though. Mm-hmm. I sound. It was the. Lo- it was the. It was literally <laughs> like the like curl at the corners I know. of your yeah <laughs> mustache curled. Mm-hmm. Oh, d- Daniel, you're the one who noticed it first because I just saw John trying not. Well, to John laugh. saw that. No, I, saw that I, I, I looked. <laughs> I just looked for this like upturn of the corners mm-hmm. of his mouth, this look of satisfaction, <laughs> this perfect line, sort of half lidded. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With regards, <laughs> I really, I was really swirling it around in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> this one has legs. <laughs> yeah, John, how was your trip? Oh God, it was great. It was great. I don't want to be the guy that, like, you know. Um, gloats uh, about a vacation because I you know uh, n- not everybody gets to uh, to get away but this was a really wonderful trip my whole family enjoyed it my wife and I my kids I feel like everybody got everything they were sort of hoping for out of this trip and it was like the perfect balance of time away from my kids and being romantic with my wife and then time with the kids and not feeling like I was stealing time away from anybody and uh, I had to do a little bit of work down there, which weren't, went really well. The weather was perfect. I mean, it was uh, it was as good as a vacation gets for us. We were delighted. That sounds great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while for the words to come because I'm in like a reverie of, oh, how nice that must be. There was And there was a great meal. Like we went down to – so my wife and I's first date – this is worth telling. Okay. So my wife and I's first date was to Mexico for five days. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, we had been working together for a while, and there was a sort of brewing chemistry, and we weren't acting on it. We weren't acknowledging it, either even really to ourselves, let alone to each other. And after months of like joking and laughing and this kind of crackling chemistry, comedic chemistry, it one day on the phone, 
it began like with, uh, I feel like things are starting to get a little weird between us. And she was like, you know what? I know. And I do not want to be the girl that, and I, and no, and I'm not that guy. And that conversation ended with, so let's go to Mexico for five days <laughs> <laughs> and just figure out what happens, you know? And, um, so, uh, our first dinner together in Mexico was at this little, uh, I shouldn't say little, this uh, restaurant called Agua at the one and only Palmia in Cabo San Lucas. And the uh, chef there is a guy named Larby DeRouche, who we have become friends with over the years. And so we got to, every time we're in Cabo, we go back and have dinner at, you know, what we consider to be the scene of the crime. So uh, we got to go back, and um, this is a really premier property. It's remarkable, and we've developed relationships there. So they were waiting for us. They have a, uh, it's a, you know, a big restaurant there's tables indoor outdoor and then right at the edge of this bluff there's maybe a handful of little c-shaped stone booths that overlook the bluff and the uh we had like a five course tasting menu mm. oh, wow. the chef came out took our menus like you know we're in your hand chef um i don't drink so he actually did a juice pairing with every course which oh, i thought was really cool awesome. to go with my wife cool. to go with my wife's wine pairing the gm uh peter bowling of the one and only palmia came over and it happened to be a um uh, a red moon that night that was just coming up huh. over uh the the uh, horizon and and it was like I mean, it was like this beautiful red-orange moon. And, um, oh, man, great food, great view, really uh, super romantic, lots of fun. And uh, good times with the kids and just, it was uh, it was great. I don't even know what a red moon is, let alone oh, having seen one. Just, uh, Does just, everyone here you know, know what that is? Also, like, let's just give it up for hotel sex, man, because hotel <laughs> sex is fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? Unless it's, you're not the one having it, you're just hearing it. Um, well, totally different situation. I'm sure there was uh, some blast radius around us. Uh, <laughs> although I will say, the people above us, like our first night, I gather um, are flamingo dancers, because uh, there was a tile floor above us, and oh, it literally, geez. at like 6.30 in the morning, it sounded like somebody dumped a bucket of ball bearings onto the floor. Like, I was like, what in the fuck could be making that noise huh. um I, it sounded like somebody dropped i'm not kidding like dropped a bag of golf clubs on the floor were they tap dancing and then they no, they also had like a little kid that would just thump 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 thump, <laughs> thump, thump, thump. um but you know if that's your biggest complaint uh, i'm not jabby yeah, no it was great and there's i mean they you know I don't know, like this was they give this was a gig that i'm doing down there so they they hooked us up we had a two-bedroom uh, villa with a full kitchen with a private pool i mean it was wow um, that was fantastic it was pretty My great goodness. it was fantastic wow what job were you working where you met your wife uh it was my production company she was working for my production company so we were working together and it's just the way i explain it to people is like a good date lasts like realistically a good day that lasts what like four hours five hours you go out and have dinner you see a movie you know what i mean like a yeah. first date it's like you're not spending tons of time on a date you're getting together at seven or eight and you're taking her home like mm -hmm. midnight maybe you know um 
we were spending like 10, 12 hours a day together, five days a week for months. The last time I was attracted to somebody and I spent that long with them without making a move on them, I was fucking 13 years old. Like it was, it forced a level (laughs) of getting to know each other and like, you know, observing boundaries that just normally as adults without some forced right you know line you would you would cross it and yeah it, it ended up being a good thing for us because we I, got to know i feel each like other. I, I feel like in my experience anyway it's like the longer the more time you spend with someone the the less you like you know like the less you like them so it's like and when you're so the that time apart is really important so that you can right start, you know sure so like, you can, i knew where that was going right away start to like love them again you know <laughs> to, to summon the courage but, occasion, mm-hmm. but occasionally you can spend so much time like you can't get you can't get it back it's it's gets harder and harder. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you know, it's like Listen. damn firewood. Sometimes it just won't catch. Yeah, you know. Um, and then, <laughs> for listeners who are wondering, we're joking. I mean, I am at least, Daniel. Sure, honey. Yeah, we're, we're definitely joking. We're definitely joking. <laughs> um, and John, you and your wife were together ever since after that trip. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, uh, she came. We that was uh, that was about ten years ago. Ten years ago in May, and um, and uh, and she came. We came back to L.A. And I think maybe after that trip, that was like by December she was moving in, and between May and December she spent, I would say, three or four nights at her apartment. You know. Other than that, she was with me, and and it just it was just one of those things that just worked out. That's such a sweet story. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Nice well, story. it's you know you're throwing the fucking kitchen sink at somebody if you're taking them to the one and only Palmia for who Daniel and I could fall in love at the mm-hmm. one and only Palmia for <laughs> five do it. days. Like, this is you know if you get <laughs> Chef Larby going a tasting like, menu, it's like, like at the villa with you, the pool. I'm, he I'm is in. fucking dreamy. <laughs> that guy, I'm telling you. Yeah, you're no. the one who proposed that the trip. Uh, yeah, I literally, I, w- I was like, I had a vacation coming up from work and I was like, I want to go to Mexico. And the way I described it to her, this was the only way I knew how to put it was I, I want to go away and you're the only person that I would want to go away with. And so, um, but it was, I'm like, I'm not kidding. The night, like we had never kissed at that point, you know, and the night before we left, my wife goes, um, there are going to be a lot of firsts <laughs> in Cabo. Kissing cannot be one of them. Oh. And so we, um, like, that was the first time we uh, we had kissed the night before. Um, and it was, That's uh, so romantic. Was nice, that uh, is that's really awesome. cute. Yeah. Awesome. She's, uh, she's awesome, my wife. You guys would love her. She's a Bring her comedian. By. She's a comedian. She came out of Chicago Improv and oh, wow. actress and funny and a good mom. It's just amazing that the, it started with acknowledging the weirdness that had, hadn't been acknowledged. But then it sounds like you guys were both super already super into each other if you took this trip. So so one night after work, uh, I was like, she goes, what are you going to do? It was like a Friday. 
and uh, she was getting ready to leave. And I go, I don't know. I'm exhausted. I think I'm just going to like stay home, watch a movie or something. She goes, you should watch a scary movie. You know, it's a really good scary movie. Have you seen The Descent? And I was like, no, I haven't. She goes, oh my fucking God, you haven't seen The Descent? It's the one about the cavers? Yes. Spelunking. Yeah, the spelunking. And there's shit down there, bro. And um, (laughs) so like, she was like, so do you want to get like, let's get some food and we'll just watch it. And so like we're in my living room she's on one couch i'm on another couch we have never hung out after work before we've eaten we're watching this movie and at one point i asked her for a pen and as she went to give me the pen and i reached out for it she she (laughs) dropped it and i looked at her and i go did you just drop that pen so that we wouldn't touch? <laughs> and she started laughing. And that was like the first time that I realized like she was literally so conscious of, I do not even want to touch your hand. And, uh, and so then uh, like the next night I wrote her, and I was like, that was fucking fun last night. Let's do it again tonight. And we, again, like we, Spent the night watching a movie and nothing happened. And that was after that, it was like, okay, I think it's starting to get weird. So, what's down at the bottom of the cave? Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking cannibal monsters. Were they like translucent skin? Yeah, Yeah. they're fucking all no pigment and. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Which is supernatural? No, it's just sort of like something... Like these are creatures that live in caves. Yeah, and eat people. And well, they're a bunch very of real, chick, though. Yeah. Very real. down in the yeah. dark in closed environment. Like if you got a claustrophobia thing and it's in the dark and claustrophobic no, no, and there's no, shit no, down Honestly... No. <laughs> yeah, not into it. Al not only it likes movies with karate in them. Yeah, honestly, exactly. just normal spelunking is horrifying enough for me. Just yeah. the idea of going through the tight spaces. Snorkeling the... is horrifying for you. And I'm with you on that one. <laughs> the fuck are you talking Boom. about? Snorkeling. You don't want to snorkel. What? what have, we ta- have we talked about snorkeling? Yes. The o- too many mouths. Oh, my God. I saw this thing. The ocean can go fuck itself. There is. I saw this thing. It was like the, the most horrifying creatures at the bottom of the ocean. And it was like That's just these weird like sharks with their jaws that are not even in their face. <laughs> like the jaw is like so eager to eat you that it's like ahead of its face. Like... Uh, it's I can't even like you like honestly and no offense because you you both have faith but it's like you can't believe in God when you see that shit because it's like there is nothing graceful or beautiful about the fucking ocean once you get below the surface well the other thing about the ocean is like the deep ocean we got no idea what's down there no it mounts nothing. It's, like it's, another it's, planet. The, it's literally the only part of the planet that has not been explored it's pretty crazy yeah. So anyway, yeah. Fuck the ocean. But what was I saying? Oh, Caves. so so you know what would really freak you out are those people, those crazy motherfuckers that do the scuba caving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that? And then they'll go in the caves, and the sediment inside these tiny like caves is so loose that sometimes it'll just collapse on them, and then they, that's it. They're just oh, yeah. in there forever. Did you guys see? It seems so smelly. Planet, uh, planet Earth. Right, the planet the Earth, first one, the the, the yeah. series, the BBC series. They also did something called Human Planet, huh. and with all these very uh, divergent um, 
societies from all over the world. And one of them was a group, uh, a, a, a tribe in like the South Pacific or the like Indonesian Ocean or something where these guys, most of them are born, live their entire lives and die at sea. What? And um, they get land sick on land like if they're they're so they spend their entire lives on these like flat sort of pontoon houseboats and the children spend so much time underwater that they actually see better underwater with their eyes open in the salt water than they do Gosh, above real life wow. water, water world <laughs> and uh and these guys will um like they only go to land to get some boat parts or some you know to fix their boat or or, or get some rice or trade for something and they um the guys get nauseous when they're on the ground because their body is so used to the undulation of the ocean that that to them they get seasick being on land and then the amazing part of it is these guys they go spear fishing, and this guy will literally, and they're super skinny, you know. This guy's got this pair of speedo goggles that are, you know, God knows how old, and they're just now tied with a rubber band. And he will like hold on to the side of the boat and go into this weird meditative trance and kind of hyperventilate for a few minutes. And then he expels all of his oxygen to the point where he becomes. Um, he loses all of his buoyancy and he sinks to the bottom of the ocean and literally walks oh, wow. across the ocean floor slowly and he'll stay down there for two, three plus minutes and won't come up until he spears a fish. It's crazy. And then he's got to, then he's got to go through, you know, the, the bends like he has to slowly surface it's fucking insane yeah that's crazy wow i would want no part of that there's just such an easier way to live you know well yeah because we here we got pink dot you yeah. know what i mean do postmates mm -hmm. i need to spear and i feel like spirit is that how spear fishing works the guy just goes when he gets a fish and then Goes I up. just imagine, <laughs> the, but it's not always. Did you catch that, listeners? He goes, yeah, you missed the hand wiggle. <laughs> oh, was the, that the, the spear fish? Yeah, the fish writhed a <laughs> oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. You know? And the and the and the look in the fish's eyes, like really? Yeah, the existential panic. <laughs> this is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I do read the, all the regrets going through the little fish mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I imagine spear fishing as usually the person spearing the fish is not in the water. Have I been imagining it wrong this well, that, time? Well, that's a way to do it. Yeah. Okay. You could do it both ways. Sure. Yeah, you could. The you Gregorian could method is they were not. <laughs> you could throw this the spear from outside the water into the water. You could throw the spear. That's like whale harpooning. From, yeah. But basically, <laughs> you're, you're in the water. Mostly, it's water to water. In the water. Yeah. Under the water. And, yeah. And land to land too. You could also throw it above the water. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it together. Is now. that if you're <laughs> tuck it in, man? That'd be if you're if you're spear fishing like a flying fish. <laughs> that is the real sport. Is when they get get out and you nail it when it's yeah. You have to have a spotter who's like, oh, it's about to, you know, who lets you know when the fish is about to exit the water. <laughs> right, it's like a sniper. Yeah, three meters right. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh my goodness, you guys. Are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Do Absolutely. You overwear your contact lenses to save money. What if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less? 60 contacts for $30. Do the math. That's a dollar a day. This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks free. Al tried them and he loved them. You bet. They're awesome. I really do like them. They're real thin is what you said, right? They're really thin. I've worn contacts for like, I don't know, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. Seems like forever. Probably not 30, and, but uh, okay. And these are really nice. They're really thin. They're light. I feel like I don't, I'm don't. i not wearing contacts. I'm and jealous then, because he gets to change his contacts out every day. Yeah. You well, don't. now he was wearing them for 30 years. <laughs> well, now yeah, now. Crazy. You got to like, you're trying to time Well, mine's like weeks, a month long and, and I never remember. 30 years ago, uh, contact lenses were literally like the cover of headlights on cars. Yeah. Right? They were like they thick. Were, they were like thick, heavy yeah. plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look how far they've come. Quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guys. Contacts are expensive because four companies controlled 97% of the market until now. Hubble sells directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. Uh, and uh, featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable. They're easy on the eyes and the wallet. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You really can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering my listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to HubbleContacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com. Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com. Okay, Jeff, you also went away. I did, and I ate grits. What? I did. Were eat they grits. dreamy and creamy? Yeah. Well, they weren't dreamy and creamy brand, but they were dreamy and creamy in consistency. They were Quakeros, I think. Yeah, I went to Pennsylvania, went to visit the family in Bucks County. I booked a ticket to go back and visit. My sister said, Oh, you're coming back for Easter. And I said, Who's coming back for what now? <laughs> like, just had no idea that it was Easter. But yeah, it was a perfect Bucks County country vacation. Let's see. In the first hour that I was there, I saw a loaded handgun in a liquor cabinet. In the first, <laughs> by 10 a.m. the next morning, I had held a 44 Magnum, which my brother-in-law wanted to show to me because he was so excited that he he got it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> by the Romance. third day, I had killed someone. It's <laughs> so romantic. In the first 24 hours, I had ch- helped to change three tractor tires. Wow, that my actually goodness. happened. We went to visit a couple friends, and they all wanted to show me their gun collection. But I thought Obama went to take all the guns. Right? Yeah, he How never got still have them. them. Wait yeah. a minute. What happens that you get three flats on a tractor? At what point right. do you just go, hey, maybe we need to turn around? Yeah. <laughs> this terrain is a little harsh for my tractor. Well, they were slow leaks on my brother-in-law's <laughs> okay. friend's tractor. Okay. So one was a bad leak. Two were slow leaks. And so he just kept refilling them. And my brother-in-law said, listen, you got to get these fixed. Right. But... He, he said, Jeffson from L.A., yeah, he we, can uh, help us. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some <laughs> He's a podcast producer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't change it on your own tractor, but I can come in as a podcast producer and help. Well, no. So he, the guy whose tractor we helped change the tires on, he's not mechanically inclined, even though he has a bunch of property and a tractor. Also, and, he's a nail farmer. So yeah. it's... <laughs> yeah. Challenging. It's yeah, an accident it's waiting to happen. <laughs> but he weirdly is a chiropractor that has a bad back. And so he couldn't <laughs> physician heal thyself. Oh come on! Would, I know. Would you trust it's that guy? Too on the nose. Oh, yeah, I know. It's please. Like, it's like being a hairdresser with a bad haircut or right. something. You do see those though. That, yeah. Right. Well, you yeah. can't cut your own hair. An ophthalmologist sure. with a lazy eye. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so I got a surgeon see. with no hands. I don't know. <laughs> 
it didn't, cut, it didn't Jeff, work. Thank you Jeff, for the cut can, that. Can you cut that out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I helped to change the tractor tires. That was fun. Yeah. So got to hang out with, with my family in the country and went to the Quakertown Farmer's Market. That was my big move. That was my version of John's lovely dinner overlooking the cliffside. Mm. Was I went to the Quakertown Farmer's Market and raced <laughs> slot cars. That sounds fun. So for all of the people listening in the Quakertown area. If you can't fall in love racing slot cars, it's just not going to happen. It's hopeless for you. I just want to give everybody a heads up. The orange lane, it's very slow. So be careful. Did you get stuck in it? I did not. But my buddy Dan, who I went with, he got stuck in it. And it was great because he, like me as a grown adult, and everybody else there were eight-year-old kids. And these eight-year-old kids were killing him. And they loved it because he kept getting stuck in the corkscrew. (laughs) Oh, wait. Are slot cars those cars that you lean forward in and that's how you No, it's the little electric track oh but this is a professional one so this is a big one in a store and you go and rent the car there and the cars are bigger and it's it's a big fancy track gotcha so it's a little electric thing and you have a little trigger thing that makes it go so that was exciting yeah ate ate my weight and scrapple that was great ate scrapple Mm -hmm. everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah it was a very country time and it was just it was amazing seeing all these old houses like we went to my cousin's house and there's a house on her property that was the original farmhouse Mm -hmm. that dates from the William Penn days. So it's like 300 years old and it's uh. still there. And you just, you don't see anything like that in LA. Mm-hmm. So I never appreciated it being there. But I heard a lot of crazy family stories at Easter and my cousin Janice was telling a story of her father, I think it was, that they had gotten some cows on the farm and the cows started drinking out of the creek. So they put goldfish in the creek because the goldfish will eat the worms so that the cow doesn't get worms. Oh. But a snake came along and apparently ate the goldfish but he saw the snake shortly after it had eaten the goldfish, and he knew it because it had three lumps in it. So he had his hatchet on him, and he chopped the snake in half, squeezed the goldfish out, put them back into the crick, and they lived. Get yep. out awesome. of here. Yep. Our that's lives awesome. are easy, guys. Yeah. We don't have to th- do right. stuff like that. I believe that's a passage in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. It's in Revelations. Oh, my gosh. Was this to save the money of the goldfish or just to save them or just to restock the crick? It's to send a message farm to all life. the other snakes. It's farm life. I guess. Okay. Don't mess yeah. with the Yeah. It's just, it's farm life. I, I think it was because you could do it. I mean, at that time, I would think the goldfish, it's not easy to come by them. I guess, yeah. And if you could save them from the snake, right. you might as well save them and recycle them. Awesome. Keep him away from frat boys. But yeah, the QMAR was great. There was a lot of 1970s parenting going on there. There always is. Just mm-hmm. a lot, not a lot of like, Logan, do you like your juice? We don't do that. It's time for it. It was like, hey, stupid, I told you to put that down. Shut up. Get away from that. Don't touch anything. There's a lot of that going on. But yeah, a lot of Pennsylvania accents. That was a lot of fun. If you, I feel like if you spend enough time with your family, there will always be a moment where you like check back in. You start drifting away from a conversation mm-hmm. and then you hear... A sentence that sort of surmises the insidious insanity of your family. And for me, it was we were on a road trip through Florida and I was just trying to tune everybody out. And I heard my brothers arguing about something. These were grown men. And and I checked in and I heard the sentence. Okay, fine. We'll ask mom at the gator farm if I made you eat dog shit. And I was like, pull the fucking car over and let me out. Like, what is happening that that is a sentence you guys are taking seriously? Right. We might be related, John. (laughs) We have an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. 
John, this is a self-aggrandizing segment where we read nice comments people left for us. And for people who listened last week, I want everyone to know, I printed it in a much bigger font this time. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love this podcast by Runner Girl Wannabe. I basically feel like I'm besties with the whole crew. I ride the train to work smiling, laughing like a fool the whole time. I'm sure everyone thinks I'm nuts. It's fun, honest, charming, and very real. I will say you can't just jump in and listen to one episode. Give it a couple tries, and I bet you get hooked. It's like The Wire. An acquired taste. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Runner Girl Wannabe, for your nice comment. If you would like us to potentially read your comment on air, leave us a nice comment iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go to do that. It's also where you go to subscribe. Al, were you just bathing in the giant font? It was so much easier. Even I, I could read it while he was reading it. I used to get so nervous because I'd have to be like squinting. I know. I yeah, felt bad. I didn't. Tough. It turns out it's a lot easier than I thought. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just got to give it a couple minutes of, uh, of research. I, I found that most of my life is that way. I want to go back to your contacts. How come yours are month-long extravaganza and not the daily disposable? It's just what my doctor... I have terrible eyes, I think. Oh, I don't okay. know. Is it, the, is it the depth I think of, it's how bad my prescription is, okay. yeah. They don't well, give and me the Well, the standard option. has always been two weeks. So Hubble's kind of changing the standard. Because mm. like for the longest time, it's always been like two-week disposables, two-week disposables, and those turn into like one-month disposables, two-month disposables. Does hubba, anyone hubba. not use... Does anyone use... Um, what's hard, the opposite of disposable? Hard, Permanence? Hard, hard contacts. Hard contacts. Oh. Daniel had those. No, my yeah. dad did though. Uh, yeah, my, my mom, mom to, did. Wait, so all, all soft contacts are disposable? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Has that always been the case? As far as I know. Mm, no, not when Probably I started not. using I don't contacts. Know. They weren't. Yeah. You have big eyes, so I bet you're good at putting in contacts. Yeah, not in the beginning. I, st- I got contacts when I was 11 years old, and it would take me an hour <laughs> to put yeah. in one eye. <laughs> right. Now I'm fast. Yeah, now it's like one time I was riding a bike in New York City, and one of them slipped out of the way, so I just took it out, put it in my mouth, washed yep. it, and put it back in. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the primary <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> difference between men and women in a practical sense is that women have the ability to reach in, like, past their eyeball and scratch <laughs> their brain, but if you get within half an inch of a guy's eye he starts going get away like it you know like it's just a weird women have like from eye makeup have no yeah. like you'll see women just touch their eyeball oh, yeah. and it's yeah. just weird the other day i was cutting samantha's toenails and one of them flew out into my, oh, my eye God. and i had to like get out i had to like open my entire eye to ah. dig out a toenail Ew. my daughter's toenail <laughs> Was in my eye. Yeah. It was truly, it was horrible. Yeah. But you know what? A hundred percent of the time she wanted to be there. I was like, this is my dream life. I love this. This is going in my diary for family history down the road. But now, Al, do you have trouble putting in your contacts? I don't. No, I I I got yeah, tiny little beady eyes, man. I can't do it. I think I mean, after a while you yeah. get used to it though, you know. I got, I got, I really only do one contact. I'll do it in my dominant eye because I have a prescription for both ways. So if I'm going to wear them, I'll just do one. And I'm good at doing that one eye. (laughs) But if I have to do them in the other eye, I'm like, we're going to be here for a while. Wait, so how does that, 
Sorry. Perfect, so you're perfect vision over here. How does that work? brain is like going... Like bifocals. I'm looking at him. I'm looking through this eye, and then I'm looking up close. I'm looking through this eye, and your brain's just going back and forth. They have bifocal contacts yeah. now, mm-hmm. and they literally cannot control the way it rotates around your eye. Your brain makes the fucking adjustment you, to know whether or not it's looking through the top part of your eye or the bottom part nuts. of your eye. Huh. Do you throw up or walk into walls as you're breaking them in? No, but like when I was hosting, uh, like if I was working and I had to be reading a teleprompter for eight hours, mm-hmm. I'd put in one contact so that I could talk to people and then be able to see distance. And it worked great. And then after like eight hours, you get a crushing migraine yeah. because your brain just literally goes like, okay, new dealer, everybody, <laughs> I'm out. Like, you know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Um, Also, Patreon bonus episode with none other than Jeff Fox this month. (laughs) Patreon is cool. You can um, support podcasters, artists, etc. on an ongoing monthly basis, sort of like Kickstarter. There's different reward levels, so you get the bonus episodes, plenty of bonus episodes with Jenna Kim Jones. Oh, yeah. There's some with Greg, um, they and some with Daniel, and then some with just me. Uh, and there's a level where you can get access to a video live stream. It's interactive, and there's a level where you get stuff in the mail. It's fun. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Okay. So we have just mirror everyone. We have a sna- we haven't done snack chat. We've been remiss when it comes to snack chat. And in fact, listeners, if you've sent in stuff, I have it here and I'm sorry that we have not gotten to it yet. In fact, last week I mentioned the chocodiles, but I didn't say who sent those in. That was Jamie. Thank you very much. Um so yeah, the snack chat arsenal is piling up, but Jeff brought something straight to us from Bucks County. Yes, so, so I brought some Goldenberg's peanut chews. What? And two features I like to point out about this bag is first is that it was full when I bought it, <laughs> and now it's not. Uh, but the other thing is that the little UPC code it has a Liberty Bell and the Philadelphia Skyline built in. Oh, look at Aww. that! So this is a this is a very regional Philadelphia candy. And uh, dig in. Don't mind. I, I'm I hoping do. that there are six of them left. Yeah. And original dark. Yeah, they're, they're, so they were originally made with dark chocolate. Now they make them with milk chocolate, which I don't think I like. But these were originally developed in World War I as little energy bites. So they were kind oh. of like an early power bar. And then they, whoever made them decided to market them as a candy bar. And it was originally a full-size candy bar. And then they made them into the little snack-sized ones. But So when you buy a big bar in the Wawa... It's it looks oh, like a big voila. bar, but it's a bunch of little ones like these. So you're not getting ripped off with these little tiny ones. This is what they are. What's the Wawa? Oh, they're good. Wawa's like the Seven Eleven. Oh, oh yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, they're great. And my sister and I were discussing pairings of the Goldenberg peanut chews with certain Wawa coffees. How they go? I used to get these trick or treating as a kid. I totally forgot about these. Yeah, they're great. So. I don't think they've ever really been sold outside of Philly. They're trying to get them yeah. out and be more regional. I've seen them regional. in Utah. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, probably because we're obsessed with candy in yeah. Utah. 
So they're, I think, they're good, though. I think they're better than Snickers and all that. So it's, yeah. it's not caramel. It's molasses inside. So it's dark chocolate molasses. I wasn't going to try it, but now that you I know there's molasses in they're there. They're really good. Yeah. All right. I think yeah. these might be my favorite candy. I was thinking about it. I love a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but yeah, these, these really might good. be my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm better than Snickers. I will mm-hmm. say, though, going in, just to mm-hmm. rain on everyone's parade, I don't love dark chocolate and I don't love peanuts. What? I don't love dark chocolate. I get I don't the dark chocolate thing, but peanuts, come on. Really? Oh, I, I feel like they're not, they're just not my favorite nut. I would take macadamia nut, cashew, even an almond before a peanut. Really? I think yeah. the mixture in here is absolutely perfect. It's and really, so, yeah. I don't eat a lot of candy, but I, I ate these like crazy. I yeah. go back to like, do you remember when Take Five came out? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I looked at the combination and I was like, well done, guys. Mm-hmm. You have brought everything to bear on this. I cannot believe that did not become an instant <laughs> classic. Because it's like, there's caramel, chocolate, peanuts, pretzel. pretzel. Come on, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, yeah. that's when you're just like, mm-hmm. okay. And then there should be one more thing, right? Because there's five. There's caramel, is peanuts, Is there peanut butter or is pretzel, it just peanuts? Crickets. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. Uh, Cookie? No. Chocolate? Nougat? Wafer? Nougat. Pretzel? I know. I'm going to look it up. Um, Are there really five things for for sure? Prawn. Yeah. (laughs) Giant giant prawn. Like a shrimp head. Deveined. Deveined giant prawn. Is there any other way? Daniel enjoys prawn flavored snack items. Well, shrimp flavored chips specifically. My my sister lives in Thailand and all of her daughter's love shrimp flavored I, chips i no think those do. are so fucking good my oh. kids eat the little seaweed thing you know what i mean you want some oh, I, seaweed? I'm okay i eat with that all the that time that i'm okay with yeah uh milk i grew cho- up on that milk chocolate peanuts caramel peanut butter yeah. peanut no, that's what I come on it's so man. Good. the take five is a magical candy bar they, they, uh, those people need to reach out to me and you know you never really take see five it. people it's, yes. not, it's not very common like you when you is, are at the grocery store, it's not necessarily going to be there. It is fucking all things to all people. Is it the name? Although the name kind of works. Take five. Take a break. Have this right. thing. Yeah. Take five of the greatest things on planet Earth and put them into your face at but the same not, time. It's not an exciting name, uh, unlike Goldenberg's peanut. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that's mm-hmm. sexy. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I introduce you to take fives. You'd uh, never you never had did. one. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't had them until I met Jenna. I think <laughs> it might be a shelf space issue. You're welcome. She's a Are they big? You're welcome. What was the uh, verdict? Oh, did you was... eat half and then put it away? No, I I took just a bite off the corner. I'm this person again now, um, and uh, it was good. Uh-oh. I love how much Uh-oh. you guys love them. Well, and I Look, love Jeff. What, I love see? that you brought them. There's one it's, in the middle of the table, and I've been looking at it for two minutes. And fuck you, people! I'm eating. Here. I'll eat your half-eaten one. One and four fifths now. Um, it's well, it's very peanutty, and it, it also has dark chocolate in it. But I I mm. I feel energized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, could I, fight World War One. If I run a marathon, I'm going to take peanut chews with me. I thought Daniel's stumble way. over the intro was awkward, but this moment, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this really gets <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm, I got, I've got a cold sweat going on my brow. Here. But you know what? One time Jeff brought me a pickled egg, and that I loved. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was unsure if I would, but I really liked it. Look, these are good for what they are. 
Oh, stop. Ooh, that's worse. <laughs> I, I you don't like him. Adam. You don't like him, Allison. I feel like I just okay. ate a candy in the early 1950s. Like, I, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I am suddenly in a black and white film wearing a pair of ill-fitting shorts walking back to my mom's farm. Yeah, we're going to shoot marbles and chase a hoop with a stick. Mm-hmm. They're just they're very peanutty. They remind me of, and they don't, not the flavor, but the nostalgia of like a big hunk. Like, I like big hunks, but those kind of are old school candy that you don't see a lot. This looks like, like take the kind five of thing kind that, of, uh, right? that he would have eaten in like the first five minutes of Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Before he joined the, <laughs> signed up. Wait, let's go back to Al thinking that the take five situation is about shelf space. Is there something about take five that takes up a lot of space or no, just that there's so much it, newer candy? Anytime you go into a grocery store... You don't realize how much companies fight for what shelf they're on, mm. and so like you can't come up with a new candy and then say, "Oh, Reese's cups, you need to get out of the way. We're going to put take five in the place, right?" I think they buy the placement. You do a lot of times, yeah. yeah it's called like uh, I don't know. I, I used to know the term for it, but it's called shelf buying. But you you purchase like what slot you can be in, even like in a slot. vending machine. Uh, it's a slotting fee, is what it is. That's what it's called. Um, but anyway. So I wonder if Take 5, I always see it on the bottom shelf, and it's always like in the bag candy at the very bottom. It's never like prime placement. It's never like third shelf or like an island. They have like the worst sales guy. He's that or, or they just they <laughs> can't. Slubby guy. He's like very mean. Like, okay, I'll take the yeah, bottom they shelf. They just can't beat out the peanut M&Ms or like the brands that just like sell like crazy. I I don't know that at all. I'm just curious. I think. You're just do you want to be on the higher thing. shelves? Do you want to be you closer be to eye level? Eye level. Eye level. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eye level is the best. Poor By the way, five. I said I said uh, I said Heartbreak Ridge. I meant Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. I wondered. I, I yeah. Not Heartbreak Bridge. <laughs> Is that a musical? Not, I need a, a new bridge for my upper teeth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do just me or everyone. <laughs> Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? Or everyone. Yes, there is an extra E on the word refresh on my soda. It should, or there should be an R. Like, it either should be refresh or refresher, but I not refresher. It's, it's I fancy. Think it's refreshing. It's fancy, yeah. yeah. Refresher. Refresher. Okay. Harmony Barnard <laughs> says, the word diabetes is like caramel. I never know what pronunciation is going to come out of my mouth. Well, here's the thing. With caramel... I'm with you. I don't know if it's going to be caramel, caramel, but with diabetes, I pretty much always say it that way. It was the same. Is it diabetes? Well, it was the same until that Wilford Brimley meme, and now I'll, now I only say diabetes. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds I feel right. like uh, before that though, it was the word rural always sounds like you're rural. saying it wrong. Rural. Yeah. It just sounds like rural. Rural yeah. word. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a lot of R's in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ed Morris says, after watching... Oh, Wendy. She was trying to say rural. (laughs) See how hard it is? (laughs) After watching the series finale of Girls, all I can think is, thank God that is over. Just me or everyone. Not me. I I like that show, and I liked the season series finale. Although I think I liked the second to last episode. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not better, but... I, I think I liked the season finale more than you liked it. I did like it though. I lo- I thought that was a great. I and mean, there were a couple seasons that I was like, eh, yeah, you know that. But 
I enjoyed that show. My I wife and I uh, got on board with that early, and then, like, I remember about halfway through the second season, <laughs> after an episode, she goes, "I don't like any yes. of these people. Right? I don't like <laughs> any of them at all. Right? That I mean, it it cha- that show challenges you <laughs> because they're so selfish and they're uh, oftentimes completely, uh, you know." You can't defend them. What was the word? I'm like, they're indefensible. indefensible. Um, yeah, they challenge your ability to stay on board, but it's still entertaining. And then this season was great. Mm-hmm. I thought this season from start to finish was really good. James Leroy Wilson says, never heard of Coachella until three years ago. Never saw it on web feeds. Now it's treated as obvious as Christmas. I'll have you guys know I went to Coachella the very first year it existed. That's all I have to say about that. Great. <laughs> I just wanted to brag. Who played? Who Rage Against a- the Machine. Ramsey. Uncle Tuba Town. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go to Coachella, but then I decided I would rather poop indoors. <laughs> so. Yeah. I feel like Coachella, I mean, that would have been fun in my 20s, I guess. Uh, I don't even know. I would have been fun. I would have made been, myself go. I would have been like, I can't, I don't, I think I understand it, even if I'd wanted to go. You know, that's because like, you don't do drugs. Clothing, I would have had to, yeah, had the, to be on a lot of it's, drugs. Yeah, it's kinda, everything about it. It's look. It's let's be honest. It's a place to go do drugs. Well, I, it's also a place to go listen to a lot of music. It's just probably better if you're on a high. <laughs> My buddy was telling me that he was just there. He was he was cooking. He was part of like a a team there that was had a booth or whatever. And he said he was <laughs> it was at the end of the night. And he had just gotten off, and he goes like. I walked by the sort of shadowy area that all of the people that had just done too much <laughs> drugs had gone yeah. to that just sort of shrunk away from the light, you know? And I looked into this <laughs> darkness. And it was just all these people like, ah, oh, God, my face is melting. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that's not me right now. <laughs> the last festival that I went to was like Lollapalooza's fourth or fifth year. And it was at Cal State, fucking wherever the fuck. And I just remember thinking, this sucks. You know, it's $6 for a little bottle of water. It's hot, dusty. You, you know, you're far away from the band. Yeah, I remember hitting I just, a point, too, where I'm like, I think I'm done with outdoor festival yeah, concerts. I got done with it. And then I think Smashing Pumpkins was playing that year, and I really liked them, but this dude had to put his girlfriend on his shoulders right in front of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm glad for your fucking relationship, but none of the rest of us can see the stage. You know? It's a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. That's the same. Sounds That's- honestly like both of Al and I's nightmare. <laughs> I would absolutely hate that. That's the same woman that punked John in the airport line. <laughs> That's right. Probably. I don't know. Jason Jason Dick says Pilimbo or pillow drama. It's a new word. When one pillow isn't enough and two pillows are too many. I'm always stuck in Pilimbo. Yeah, me too. Oh, uh, if there's if you go to a hotel and they have that like. Eight inch thick, not soft foam pillow where your head is at a right angle to your <laughs> spine. You're like, what is happening? Yeah. It's like laying your head on a cinder block. I want the smushiest yeah. pillow. My wife calls my pillows flapjacks because I've had these <laughs> feather pillows for so long that they are literally, what we they are literally like, it's like I'm resting my head on two peanut butter sandwiches. Like they're just so I've struggled with the pillow thing for so long and then only recently. Have I found the sweet spot, which is really 
old Five pillows. Fl- flat pillows, but a lot of them. Balling them up. Yeah, right. and then you just scrunch them, and then you create like a nest for your whole body. It's mm-hmm. perfectly molded around your body, and then right. your dog comes <laughs> yeah. and sleeps on top of all yeah. of it. My chiropractor's like, no, you need like a four-inch thick, uh, firm no, pillow and a hard mattress. And I'm like, you can fucking die. <laughs> yeah, Because that is, that is a joyless life that I'm not into. Right. I'd Did- rather see you twice a week. Daniel literally sleeps with five pillows. Al sleeps with probably seven or eight. Okay. It's the most insane thing ever. <laughs> I sleep with five pillows. However, uh, Wendy's on three of them. It's true. I'm only Sometimes using four. two of the pillows. Wait a minute. Al, explain the explain the distribution <laughs> of eight pillows the, is a lot. It is not quite a eight. lot of drama. The pillows have been a lot of drama in our in our marriage. That has to be below the waist pillows. Yeah, so there's there's like one really thick pillow that is it's too much to lay your head on because of the angle. So that one I put between my legs, mm-hmm. and then there's usually one that I have like a flapjack pillow that I actually will sometimes lay on me, and it kind of like cuddles me. And then there's one that I hug, and then there's usually two <laughs> flapjacks that I lay. He calls on. them his ladies. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and then, then when I, I turn sleep in with bed, one. I keep them all with me. Flat pillow, and that's it. Yeah, because so there's wait, none left. What's, exactly. That's what's what happens the count, to me Al? Are we at five? That's five. Yeah, and then there's usually like a... There's a wild card There's pillow. one that watches the scene. <laughs> well, there's, <laughs> one, there's one pillow that didn't make the cut, yeah. right? That you so, push behind you. Well, sometimes I have a full body pillow <laughs> that Jenna got me. That Back I, of emergency pillow. Yeah, well, we what, know the, you have what that. the body pillow does is you put that up against the wall or the headboard, and then every once in a while you're uncomfortable, and you grab that body pillow, mm-hmm. and you... Pull it out, and then all of a sudden, like your yeah. your pillow structure goes down, and then the, oh, the body like a, pillow like encases on top of your head, and you feel very secure, and you just fall asleep. Right, it's true. So, that, what by do you, the way, uh, I feel like that's as vulnerable as Al gets. Right, uh, right there. there, that but was it. Jenna can't uh, sleep very well, and I fall asleep in about twenty five seconds, and I sleep the night. I have it's true. So many questions. Okay, <laughs> what happens when you go to a hotel? Same thing. Uh, so I sleep usually... with one, ri- whatever the flattest, smallest <laughs> pillow is. He holds right. he pillow takes the rest. And Al calls the front desk and goes, "Can you send up sixteen pillows?" Yeah, well, you, you we've can, got four. One, we've got four slots. You can always <laughs> left. Get, you can usually get a pillow menu to choose your pillows at every mm-hmm. hotel. Not at every hotel, but many ones that are over a hundred dollars. They send a night, they send the pillow headshots in advance. What? A they, pillow menu? So yeah, you can like actually look through and say like, I want this type of. I've like I want, I want down on the inside. Before you foam get on the inside. Yeah, yeah. You can choose. Usually, <laughs> like your add-ons, it'll it'll be like a little spot, like on a Marriott or Hilton. You can open up a little spot for like special requests, and they'll say like, "I want these type of pillows," or you can just type in and say, "Please put foam pillows." No, that pillow pillows. is a fucking game changer, right yeah. there, Al. Yeah, it really helps you. And then like a the courtyards, like Courtyard Marriott, they have like four <laughs> or five different pillows on your bed. So that you can like kind of find the right variety, and those foam ones, those are always the between the leg. Pillows. He falls asleep fast, but it takes a oh, while. That was to another get question. <laughs> yeah, how situation? Long exactly. Does well, what, it take he, to build what he your does is he situation. walks around in a circle <laughs> around the pillows and, and sort of scrapes yeah, at them. You have to kind of like push create some, both hands, create a like nest. Cat, mm-hmm. You know, need them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Now, where does Jenna literally fit? Like, don't, do you guys ever cuddle? Yeah. But then, yeah. not for sleep time. No, it's like, hey, I love yeah, you, well, yeah, and like then it's like, okay, let's sleep. not touch anymore. <laughs> I, I yeah. love you. I love you. Kiss, kiss. Get the fuck yeah. away from me. It's time to go to sleep. It's time to do some work. Right, yeah. sleep like, uh, needs to happen. Yeah, 
Well, because yeah. you'll fall asleep like cuddling or whatever, and then you wake and up. And it's, it's like it's hot. So hot. Yeah, yeah. My wife yeah. and I run hot. Yeah. We're like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. To too much. So yeah. I have a system, and and uh, usually I have to tell Jenna like I'm going to bed now. Yeah, and he announces it. Twenty seconds. I'm out. White noise or no white noise? No noise for me. Pitch he black. would prefer pitch black, no noise. I need TV on, or I go oh. insane. What? It's a real thing. Yeah. That's total latchkey like, kid kind of weird high school or like be. that's a my parents were allowing me to watch like that's a well, thing I had you a TV learn in as my a room yeah it's a thing you learn like as a child fifteen years old till Jenna forever. can be asleep and I can be like Jenna are you awake and she will still be asleep and I'll turn the TV off and she will, will shoot out of bed like someone turned the lights on like, oh yeah. wow so all like, night long no eventually I get into a deep enough yeah sleep. like two three in the morning I'll wake up and the TV's still on and it's like a scary movie and then I'll be like I'm gonna turn this off because I don't want to wake up to this and she's deep enough asleep that it yeah. doesn't affect her anymore. We I, do white noise and on both of our phones. Like it's stereo. Oh, on right. your phone. Either wow. side. Yeah. Like huh. I have an app called Ambiance yeah. and we both Is we, it in sync we the have same both app? Both selected. It's Thunder and Rain 2. Because <laughs> there's a few of them. And Electric we, Boogaloo. We each like and so a lot of times my wife will go to bed before me and she'll say like if I go to sleep, please put my rain on. The rain has to go on. I have to have the air conditioning on. My wife wants the ceiling fan on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I come back yeah. to bed and I put my rain on so that <laughs> you get it either direction. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love the white noise. Yeah, Al's been nice it. about the TV thing. Because at first I think it was it was hard. Very it, difficult it, for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, it's I'm like way. you. I oh, always had... She's pointing to Al. Yes, I should. <laughs> I just started podcasting, you guys. Um, I always woke up to a clock radio all through high school, so hearing music cues me to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what I would do. Jenna, I don't know that we can be together. Well, we definitely couldn't share bunk beds. Probably not, no. Yeah. What we did is we found like the exact number on the TV. Oh my gosh! This is another thing. I'm able to fall asleep in, but she's just barely able to hear. It is barely. There have been nights though where it's like I have the volume on five, like barely. That is the magic number. Barely on, and he will wake up and go like, "It is so loud." (laughs) I don't even know what what's happening. I'm just hearing noises at this point. Because when you're in that like (laughs) random (laughs) sleep area. That like a little bit zone, of noise, the thin is place. So loud yeah, you don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, that it just like I'll like I'll grab it. I'll grab the remote in my sleep and just turn it down. To, like, oh, zero. he's done that too. Yeah, he's turned it thinking. all the way to zero in mm, his sleep. Yeah. yeah, but then there are days where I feel bad, so I just go sleep on the couch with the TV as loud as I want. So there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually started being able to sleep through pretty much everything. I think that's how tired I am. Yeah. Because I'll have um, Elliot in the swing with the music, you know, the little... Every every toy for a baby now has a musical component. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'll put that on and then he'll go to sleep and then I'll go to sleep near it and I'm able to sleep through that. And, Daniel's, and Daniel and Wendy and Elliot all snore. Elliot's is very quiet, but... Their snoring used to keep me up, but now I sleep through that too. Oh yeah, you're just really tired. I, I thought I had o- outgrown my TV needs and because i was so tired after sam was born i would fall asleep in two seconds and we slept with her white noise some t- occasion mm-hmm. like if she was yeah. in our room we'd have the white noise because she sleeps to white noise every night and uh and then as soon as i as soon as she started sleeping through the night i just snapped right back into like nope gotta have the tv on can't do this 
I will give you a piece of parenting advice. Do not fucking layer in a lot of I know. sleep. We've already made the mistake, I think. Conditions for your child. Oh, because then they'll need them. <laughs> yeah. Because you just, you're just, every time you raise the bar, I it know. becomes another thing mm. that becomes an issue if you don't have it, if you're traveling. You know, with my daughter, it was stuffed animals. Now she's got a gazillion of them or trying to thin the herd. And <laughs> with my son, it was like white noise and a nightlight. And then you're trying to peel that shit back. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> like I would say, <clears throat> I always say to parents about pacifiers, I'm like, get rid of them before the kid realizes that you're taking it away. If you give that kid that pacifier to the point where they're conscious of you taking it away, now yeah. it's a loss. But if you remove it before the kid knows that li- literally has the ability to express, where is my pacifier? Yeah. No problem. I almost never give him a pacifier. I feel like. <laughs> We're not. Oh, when you're at work all day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm intending this to come out kind of funny, and it's just coming out super there's bitchy. there's so much aggression. <laughs> I, I think I'm not even aware of it. I'd like, to, I'd like to formally apologize to my husband, who I do love, and to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these things, they sound funny in my head, and then they come out so bitchy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Another just me or everyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. I want to tell you guys about a dog. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutton dog. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. That's what you are. In all seriousness, Daniel, you are a wonderful help and a great support, and I could not do this without you. And okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't take it personally. Okay, good. Good. Okay. <laughs> if you like a smiling. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we kid. Yeah, I know. I don't think people realize how much we're kidding, though. Yeah, I like to keep them guessing. It's fun. If you like a smiling dog that is always happy to see you, Lundy is the boy for you. Lundy might be part pointer, part border collie. He is 40 pounds and approximately two to three years old. Lundy is mostly black with some patches of white. His nose and feet are highlighted by adorable black freckles. Lundy is all about affection. He's the kind of dog that wants to be right by the side of any human, especially one that gives him pats and ear rubs. Lundy is up for adoption at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge, and listeners can learn more about Lundy by going to tinyurl.com. Dot com slash adopt Lundy. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash adopt Lundy. Uh, and I will also put a link in the episode summary of this episode on my website. Thank you everyone so much for being on the show. Um, Jeff, where can we find you? I'm Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook and Twitter. Daniel? I'm at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. Nice try, fatty. <laughs> I've been posting on. I've been snapping some pictures of Elliot in case they're very cute to see those. Al, I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. Jenna, follow me at Jenna Kim Jones Twitter and Instagram, and of course check out our podcast. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Also has hashtag Al on it, 
And you can find that wherever podcasts are, JennaKimJones.com, iTunes. You guys know the drill. Check it out. And John? I'm uh, at John underscore Henson on Twitter, but I got to be honest with you, I can't move on past the pillow menu. <laughs> that's uh that, that is really that's what i'm taking away from today what was it what where were we staying we were staying at one where the pillow menu included pillows that had like seeds in it yeah like hull or something it was like husk husk yeah it was it was um it was in new york <clears throat> yeah like it a, wasn't like a super duper high-end hotel or anything buckwheat either. husk or something yes yeah, yeah. Right. So, you can always eat them <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they keep the you regular mm-hmm. boil them up for Good breakfast stuff. That's uh, by the way. There is buckwheat husk in every Goldenberg's peanut chew. <laughs> That's what that was. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You'll be you'll be flossing that out tonight, and I will be sleeping on them tonight. <laughs> That's how he eats a bag and then just nestles, <laughs> creates a little nest for himself. Buckwheat husk is like what my spirit is now. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen and follow the show's Twitter feed at A R I Y M B F. Thank you, everyone, for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.